الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولما ورد ما أمدين وجد عليه أمة من الناس يسقون ووجد من دونهم امرأتين تذودان قال ما خطبكما قالت لا نسقي حتى يسجر الرعاء وأبونا شيخ كبير وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الحياء والإيمان قرنا جميعا فإذا رفع أحدهما رفع الآخر أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله Before commencing, I would like to apologize for coming late. The info was closed coming from Spingo. In the Quran in Majid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ That in the incidents of the Anbiya of the past, there are lessons for people of understanding. So, there's various incidents that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates in the Quran in Majid. And these incidents are filled with lessons, filled with advice and reflections for us. The Quran in Majid is not a storybook. It relates incidents that we need to introspect in our lives and apply these lessons that are contained in these incidents to our own lives. One of these incidents, a very remarkable incident filled with lessons, is an incident that had taken place in the life of Nabi Musa wasalam, 10 years before he became a Nabi. 10 years before receiving Nubuwa, Musa wasalam, something transpired in his life. And this incident has great lessons and extremely relevant and pertinent lessons. So Musa wasalam, there was something that had happened in Egypt. We don't have the time to go into that incident. But there was a search warrant for Musa wasalam. Fir'aun had decided that he's going to assassinate Musa wasalam. When Musa wasalam, was informed that this is the decision, this is the warrant that has been, that has been given, Musa wasalam, immediately escapes Egypt. In the condition that he was in, with no, clo- with no extra clothes, with no provisions, with no shoes on, Musa wasalam, escapes from Egypt. And he goes and is moving in the direction of Madian, not even knowing the road towards Madian. But he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah must guide him on the right path, on the right road. And Musa wasalam, leaves in this way, in fear. And he was apprehensive. He's watching, watchful, that the, that the army of Fir'aun, the policemen of Fir'aun must not be pursuing him. Nevertheless, he finally traveled for seven days. During this entire period, barefooted. Musa wasalam, was surviving on leaves and shrubs. And he reaches a place called Madian, which is in present-day Jordan. So from Egypt, he travels all the way to Madian. 
Madian was the place of Nabi Shu'ib alayhi salatu wasalam. When Musa alayhi salatu wasalam re- reaches the well of Madian, up till today, those that go to the land, to the blessed lands of Jordan and Palestine, they, the guides take, take you to a certain place where they say that this was perhaps the well of, the well of Madian that Nabi Musa alayhi salatu wasalam went to. So, when he reaches there, Allah speaks about it in the Qur'an Majid, وَلَمَّا وَرَدَ مَا أَمَدْيَن When Musa والسلام, reaches the well of Madian, وَجَدَ عَلَيْهِ أُمَّةً مِنَ النَّاسِ يَسْكُونَ He finds a group of shepherds, a group of people that were feeding the animals, they were giving water to the animals. So, when he sees this, then there was something that caught his attention. The thing that caught his attention was, وَوَجَدَ مِن دُونِهِمُ امْرَأَتَيْنِ تَذُودَانِ On one side, there were two women. On one side, there were two women that were holding, black, were holding back their flocks. They were not allowing their animals to drink water. So everyone is feeding their animals, but there's two women on one side. They're standing away from the rest. And they're holding back their flocks, not allowing their animals to drink water. Now, a Nabi has a very compassionate heart. Even before becoming a Nabi, if you look at the qualities of Rasulullah as well, before Nubuwat, then it is natural for them to assist someone that is in need. When they see someone in need, it's natural for them to assist that person. Musa wasalam is hungry. He is frightened. He has no way to go. But he sees that there are two women, weaker gender, and they are holding back their flocks, they're not feeding their animals. Obviously, there's something not normal. So he goes up to them and he says, Ma khat bukuma. What's the matter with the two of you? Why aren't you feeding your animals? They reply and they say, La naski hatta That we will not allow our animals to drink until all the shepherds go away. And the reason was obvious. They were women of nobility. No, woman of modesty, woman of integrity, and they did not, their integrity, their modesty, and their nobility did not allow them to rub shoulders with men. Never mind in the beach when we're enjoying ourselves. This is for a basic necessity of giving water to the animals. But when there's men there, we can't go. We will stay away. When they move away, then we will go and give our animals water to drink. So then the next question that will come in the mind, if you got so much of modesty, why you don't stay at home? Why are you out of the home? That's the next question. So they give an answer also. And they say, وَأَبُوْنَا شَيْخٌ كَبِيرٌ Our father is an extremely old man. Not just an old man, extremely old man. He cannot do this. There's no one else to do to fulfill this responsibility. We have these animals as a means of livelihood. We, we live off these animals. And there's no one to feed the animals. Therefore, we are forced, because of circumstance, we're forced to leave the home and bring the animals to, to drink water. But we will not rub shoulders with men. A great lesson, respected friends. We're living in a society where these are things that perhaps we can't even think about. It's normal. What's there? Why are you oppressing women by putting them one side? We're not oppressing them, we're respecting them and honoring them. And then just look at statistics. Look at what happens in the workplaces, where there's, where there's mixed environments. 
in the corporate environments, look at the abuse of women that takes place. In the name of liberation of women, there's more abuse than liberation. Just even Western writers and researchers who have some type of, of some type of justice and some type of, of, uh, of conscience within them, they will also accept this point. Nevertheless, so these women say that we will not mix with the shepherds. We will allow them to leave and then we will feed our animals. So Musa salam, as we explain, the compassion of a Nabi, he does not allow him not to help them. So he takes those animals and he goes to feed those animals. Now what would happen was, there was a huge rock that would cover the well. Now when the shepherds would come, 10 shepherds would carry this rock, remove the rock, they would feed the animals, they would replace the rock and they would go away. These girls, these women, when they would feed the animals, whatever was left over water around the well, they would feed that water to the animals. Musa goes, the rock is already placed on the well. Single-handedly, Allah gave him such strength. Single-handedly, he lifted up this rock, he removed the rock and he fed these animals. Then these girls go away, these women go away. And Musa goes to the shade of a nearby tree and he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has nowhere to go. He is hungry. He is in a situation. He makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqeer. Oh Allah, I am desperately in need of whatever good you may send to me. Whatever good you may send to me, I am desperately in need of it. This is a very effective dua to find a spouse, but first spouse, not second spouse. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqeer. He makes this dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, I am desperately in need of whatever good you may send to me. So, these girls return home. They come home earlier than normal. They come home earlier than normal. Because someone assisted them, the, the, the job got done earlier, they came home earlier. The father is an old man. The father asked them why you came home early. Today we can't ask our child why you came home at midnight. Who are you to ask me? It's my own life. I'm an adult. You can't bully me. You can't interfere in my life. Here he's asking why you came early. He was so alert as a father. He knew the movements of his child, of his children. You come home normally, for example, at 5 o'clock, you came at 4.30. It means something different happened. When if something different happened, me as a responsible parent, I need to know what's going on in your life. This is what a parent is supposed to be doing, especially in the times that we are living in. It's so challenging the times. It's so insecure. Not just insecure physically, imani insecurity. So we need to know exactly what's going on. We see some different behavior in our children. Immediately we need to start thinking. We need to start investigating. Why is my daughter all of a sudden glued to her phone? Why is it? Why is my son all of a sudden so conscious about his hairstyle? Something doesn't look right. There's some change that's happening in his life. I as a responsible parent, I need to know what's going on in my child's life. So that I can take measures before it's too late. This is the father, responsible father. He's so old. Sometimes you say, no, I'm too old now. The last born, the last born, I can't break my head on that child now. He was an old man, advanced old age. 
But he asked his daughters why they came early. So they explained the incident, this is what happened, we were there and this person came and assisted us. Now he was also a Nabi, Nabi Shuaib alayhi salatu wasalam. He did not feel it right that someone did a favor to us and we don't repay the favor. It's only right for us to repay the favor. So he sends now one of his daughters. He had no one else there. So he was forced to send his daughters. Not that he wanted to send them. He was forced to send them. So he sends one of his daughters go and call that man. Now she was forced to leave the home. But Allah gives a graphic description of the walk of this woman. Why? So it can be a lesson for humanity right till Qiyamah. That if a woman is forced to leave the home, how she will leave her home? Allah says, فَجَاءَتْهُ إِحْدَاهُمَا تَمْشِي عَلَى اسْتِحْيَا Allah says that one of the daughters come to Musa والسلام, with the message of the father. She comes, تَمْشِي عَلَى اسْتِحْيَا These are the words of Quran. Allah says that she is walking on modesty. This is a literal meaning. She is so bashful. Allah speaks about her bashful walk in the Quran Majid. The Mufassirin explain, the historians explain. Although there were no laws of parda in the previous shariat, there were no laws of covering the face, niqab and parda etc. was not in that shariat. But her natural nobility and modesty did not allow her to stand in front of a strange man with a face open. So what she does, she takes the side of her sleeve and she covers her face. Why? Because it's natural for a modest woman, for a noble woman, not to stand in front of a strange man in this manner with an open face. Forget an open hair, an open body. So she covers her face with the side of her sleeve. On the side of Musa wasalam. Look at his modesty. Not that Allah forbid, Allah forbid. No, no. Morana said first glance is permissible. So let me look nicely first time. First accidental glance and remove, remove the eyes immediately. So Musa wasalam, as soon as he realized that a woman is approaching, he lowers his head. That's a woman coming. I can't look at her. Now she comes with the message of her father. Look at Allah spoke about the modesty in walk. Now Allah speaks about the modesty in speech. Allah says, she comes to Musa and she says, before we say what she said, imagine, don't imagine, don't think too far, but anyway, you're standing somewhere and a girl comes to you, a woman comes with you to you and say, come with me. Obviously it's going to create suspicion. What's, what's up her sleeve? You may think it's one ur that came for us. But anyways, it's natural that it's going to put some suspicion in the mind. So she comes and she gives a full message, removing all suspicion. She says, My father is calling you to repay you for the favor that you have done for us. No extra conversation. When it's with woman, then it's short but not sweet. We say normally short and sweet. With woman short but not sweet. Stay to the point. And don't be sweet. So she comes, she gives a full message. Not come with me. To keep, leave some ambiguity and, 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 and some type of, of uh, possibility of some wrong intention. So she says, my father is calling you to repay you for the favor you have done for us. Musa wasalam, he has to follow this woman now. He's in a strange land. He doesn't know anywhere. He doesn't know any directions. 
So now he is forced to follow this woman. But he says to her, you walk behind me. Now imagine someone is giving you directions but he's driving behind you. So he says, you walk behind me. I can't walk behind a woman. Although this is a situation of necessity. That's what we need to understand. It's a situation of need and necessity. It's not just some uh, leisure. It's a situation of necessity. But look at the haya that's maintained. This is how a man and woman interact when they're strange. When they're non-mahram. So he says to her, you walk behind me. And wherever you need me to turn, you don't need to speak also. No extra conversation. You take a pebble and throw it in that direction. Throw a pebble in that direction, I will know I need to turn in that direction. This is the level of haya and modesty in a Muslim man and a Muslim woman. So in this way, finally, Musa wasalam, comes to Nabi Shuib wasalam. When he comes there, it's the time of dinner. Nabi Shuib wasalam, is sitting to eat for his meals. He invites Musa wasalam, to eat. Look at Musa wasalam. He is hungry for seven days, living on leaves and shrubs. He did a favor to them. He made dua to Allah. He could have said, this is now the acceptance of my dua. But he says to Nabi Shweb that I fear that you want to give me this meal as a, remuner- as a remuneration for the favor that I did to your daughters. And I come from such a family. I come from such a family that we're not prepared to exchange the whole world in exchange of one good deed that we do. For one good deed, give us the whole world, we're not prepared to take it. That's the family that I come from. So I'm not prepared to eat this meal in exchange of the favor that I have done to your daughters. I did it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not for this. And when we do something, we say, that person doesn't even appreciate it. He didn't even tell me, Jazakallah. That's a separate issue altogether. If someone does a favor to us, then we must appreciate the favor. As Nabi Shweb did. But when we do favors for others, we don't anticipate any remuneration whatsoever. La nuridu minkum wala shukura. Allah says about His pious servants, they, they, they do good, they feed, they are humanitarian, etc. But then they say, we don't wish, we don't intend any favor from you, we don't even intend, we don't even want a jazakallah from you. This is the level of sincerity they have in helping others. So Musa says that this is my fear, that you are paying me for the good that I have done. So, Nabi Shweb says, if you say that this is your family, he says, My family tradition, my family tradition is we feed people and we entertain people. And this was the family tradition of many of our families. Unfortunately, this is leaving us very, very quickly. We'll tell the person which is the best restaurant in Durban. You know, that one day, the best burgers, they came tops in the country, tops in the world. Go there, you won't go wrong. But call the person home and feed the person that is leaving our lives. Therefore, there's no barakat in the homes anymore. So he says, My family tradition is we feed people. And we are hospitable. Therefore I am feeding you. Not in exchange of what you have done. So Musa sits. 
he explains to Nabi Shuaib alayhi salam what has happened. He says to him, La takhaf, najawta min al You don't need to fear. Now you are safe from those oppressors. This is not under the control and rulership of Fir'aun. Nevertheless, now one of the daughters speaks. They were leaving home, as we said, out of need. And despite leaving out of need, they behaved in such a modest and bashful manner. That Allah speaks about it, Allah records it in Quran. They did not mix, they did not rub shoulders with the men, etc. So now she says to the father, Ya Abat Istajir, Oh my father, employ this man. Meaning, there's no need for us to leave the home anymore. Because there is a suitable person that we have found to do this work for us. Employ this person. Why you must employ him? Look at her far-sightedness. Inna khayra man amin. The best person you can employ is a person who's capable and a person who's trustworthy. What else do you need? If you're employing a manager, then you need someone who's capable. He must be able to run your shop for you. And he must be trustworthy. He mustn't play piano. He mustn't say one for you, one for me. He must be trustworthy. That's the two things you want. This girl, she understood. Now the father, again, so alert. So how you know about this man that he is capable and he's trustworthy? This is a strange man. How do you know about these qualities of his? Look at how alert the father is. He's making sure that my daughter is not going off anywhere. So she explains... With regards to him being capable, he carried that rock single-handedly that normally 10 people carry. So he's a capable person, he'll be able to handle the flock. If he's got so much of strength, he'll be able to handle this flock. And with regards to his honesty and trustworthiness, he made me walk behind him, he did not make me walk in front of him. So that's enough to show how honest this man is. If he's so honest, then this is the right person. So, Nabi Shuib alayhi salatu wasalam, now he was comfortable, he was happy, his daughter... Uh, gave a good answer. Now, as a father, it's natural that he needs to settle his daughters down also. So he's not just looking at about employment. He's thinking, I'll give him full house. So he says to Nabi Musa salam, based on what? Again, he's proposing to Musa salam. He found a good boy and he's proposing from his, for his daughter. It's the opposite of what happens normally. He's proposing. But he is proposing, why? Not based on wealth. This man doesn't even have shoes. He doesn't have a home. He doesn't have food. Because of the values that this man had. And this is what makes a person valuable. A person can have how much of wealth. But the greatest wealth is the wealth of values, the wealth of deen. So he says to Nabi Musa wasalam, that I wish to marry you to one of my daughters. But in lieu of what? You must work for me. I will employ you for eight years. Eight years you must work for me and you can marry my daughter. And if you want to give another two years and complete ten years, then it's from your side. Now again, another lesson. These are the lives of Anbiya, full of lessons. Another lesson is that live like brothers, deal like strangers. There are two Nabis. Or one wasn't a Nabi, was going to become a Nabi. The other is a Nabi. But their dealings are absolutely clear. What he says, that the condition is, you must work for me for eight years. فَإِنْ أَتْمَمْتَ عَشْرًا فَمِنْ indik. And if you want to complete two years, add another two years and complete ten years, then it is from your side. 
وَمَا أُرِيدُ وَنْ أَشُقَّ عَلَيْكَ I don't want to make it difficult for you. سَتَجِدُنِي إِنْشَاءَ اللَّهُ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ In this arrangement, in this employer-employee relationship, you will find me to be a good person. Another lesson. Today a sign of a good businessman is a hard businessman. If I can get most out of my employees and give them the least, then I'm a good, bus- good businessman. No, no. مَا أُرِيدُ وَنْ أَشُقَّ عَلَيْكَ I don't want to be difficult on you. I don't want to make it hard for you. And satajiduni insha'Allah min as-salihin. You will find me to be a good person. On his side, Musa makes it clear. Dalika baini wa bainak. This is the agreement. The agreement is eight years. The two years is extra. As we said, deal like strangers. Never mind you are Nabi. Never mind you're going to become my father-in-law. But in, when it comes to dealings, we will be very, very clear. Unfortunately, what happens sometimes, we don't want to be clear in dealings, why we feel that it will be like, I'm abrupt to the person, I'm not trusting the person, and then later on it becomes a major problem. Let us be clear from the beginning. Maybe in the beginning it may seem that we're rude. We don't have to speak rudely, but it may seem like we're rude. That you're asking so much of detail, you want the contract, etc. Yes, we rather have it that way. If it's a partnership, have everything very, very clearly down. So, it's in black and white. Then later on, inshallah, that ship will sail nicely. Otherwise, that ship will sink. That partnership will sink. Why? Because we weren't clear in the beginning. So these are some lessons that we learn from this incident very quickly. To summarize the lessons, as we explained, Musa had escaped from Egypt. There was, a, there, was a, there was a search warrant for him. And Fir'aun wanted to assassinate him. He came to the well of Madian. He found these shepherds, but he found two women on one side, maintaining their modesty, not rubbing shoulders with men. They were forced because of the circumstance that they were in. They were forced to leave the home, but they still maintained their modesty. Musa assisted them. And then finally, when he, when he's called by the father. Allah speaks about the walk of the, of the girl, how she walked with modesty, covering her face. Musa dropping his head, not looking at her. And then finally, Musa coming, not wanting to be remunerated for the good that he did. And then on the side of Nabi Shuaib he says that this is our family tradition, that we are hospitable, we are kind people, we feed people. And then the agreement between the two of them, first of all, Nabi Shuaib proposes to Musa based on the values that he had, the good qualities that he had. And this is what makes a person really valuable. Otherwise a person may have wealth today, but as they say, Al-Malu Ghadin Wara'ih, Wealth comes in the morning and goes in the evening. That's wealth. That's the nature of wealth. We have seen it recently, how people with flourishing businesses, everything goes away. Everything is burnt, everything comes to an end very quickly. So, this is not the criteria. The criteria is good values within a person. And thereafter, being clear in their agreement and their dealings, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us with the lives of Sahaba, with the lives of the Anbiya, and the pious, wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina wa Muhammadi wa Ali wa sahbihi ajma'in.